It's twilight time Out of the mist your voice is calling Tis twilight time When purple colored curtains Mark the end of day I'll hear you, my dear, at twilight time What is going on, everybody? We are back. Welcome to the Streamer Season podcast feed for episode one. Of a long stretch we've got going for the foreseeable future, the way the timeline adds up. It is Marvel Mondays breaking down for the next nine weeks. WandaVision on Disney+. Plus. KB coming at you from Underground Studios. Joining me via the voice line, the one and only Dylan Mazzola is with me this week. Harrison will be joining us throughout our breakdowns, but tonight just me and Dylan... What's going on, brother? WandaVision is finally here. Yeah, um, and I will say I am pleasantly pleased with how the show turned out. Uh, I went in with kind of kind of the the uh, tactic with not watching any trailers. You know, went in blind. Like I obviously knew WandaVision, you know, the, the name, but <laughs> besides that, no idea. And I was I was surprised to say the least. But yeah, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I went in super blind with it too. I actually didn't watch the trailers until after watching the first yeah, two episodes did, which is i did the same thing <laughs> which is different for disney plus we're used to kind of that one episode a week but we got two episodes to break down and i think it fit well the way they did it because the two episodes kind of blended together in a sense um but to get two episodes right off the bat it was like oh, i'm itching for more because there's so many like rocks that are unturned in this uh but wandavision disney plus there's going to be nine episodes as opposed to the originally speculated six episodes, which I'm very excited about. Um, we're going through the decades of American sitcoms, it looks like, and we started off in the early 1960s with the Dick Van Dyke show in episode one. And the episode, we're going to get right into it right after we give a shout out to our incredible sponsors. And that uh, kicks off with our friends at Tomahawk Shades. You see me wearing them. Whenever we're live, whenever I'm, you know, out and about looking at screens, I'm making sure my eyes are protected. Dylan does the same thing. He's been building a PC lately, and when he's yep. looking at that screen, he needs his eyes protected because get this, guys, you only get one pair of eyes. Protect them at all costs, and that's where Tomahawk Shades comes into play. They have two new uh, classes of sunglasses on their website, uh, you know, they've got the blue lights that you're wearing when you're binging WandaVision, when you're watching all of your favorite shows and movies on your favorite streaming platform, but they've also got the brand new Outlaw and Garrison class sunglasses on their website right now. Head over to TomahawkShades.com, fill up your cart like your Harrison, get like 27 pairs into your cart, <laughs> make sure you're styling and profiling, and when you go to check out, use our promo code USP. For 25% off your order. And right now, free domestic shipping on all orders for a limited time only at TomahawkShades.com. That's TomahawkShades.com. Promo code USP for 25% off your order. Tomahawk Shades, a quality product for an affordable price. And Dylan, what would an Underground Sports Philadelphia podcast be if support wasn't brought to you by... Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels and or infinity stones. Uh, they obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools 
for your grooming experience. And that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer and their engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. Guys, when we tell you it's premium, we mean premium because that battery is going to last you up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. The waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower. And one of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates brighter than that mindstone on Vision's head to illuminate <laughs> grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. Guys, if you're checking out Marvel Mondays each and every week with us or any of our awesome streamer season podcasts, we want you to experience the Manscaped experience firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours, get that gum out of your gears, and get 20% off and free shipping with the code USP at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. That's right. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code USP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code USP. And Dylan, first time, first episode, we're doing this one. We've got a brand new sponsor on board with the network. Uh That is our friends at Stateside Urban Craft Vodka. Stateside Vodka is the fastest growing craft spirit in Pennsylvania. They're headquartered in old Kensington, Philadelphia, but currently closed due to COVID. Uh, But they have a full bar, restaurants, and offer distillery tours weekly when life is back to normal. Dylan, those those typical vodkas that are on the shelf, you know, they distill them four, five, six times. No, Stateside is distilled seven times. It's certified gluten-free, and it's blended with electrolytes. The first vodka on the market with a mineral composition that is on the same spectrum of electrolytes found in that favorite sports drink everyone drinks that starts with the letter G. And it's the first actively hydrating vodka on the market. So when you're drinking this bad boy, you're staying hydrated. Kurt, uh, I'm going to have to go buy some. <laughs> it, it is the best vodka on the market. They are also award-winning for the best package in the world. And they're sold in 500-plus liquor stores in Pennsylvania. Right now, guys, go to statesidevodka.com to purchase your vodka or apparel for pickup or delivery. Uh, delivery radius anywhere in the U.S., and the promo code we have for you is promo code USP to receive 10% off your purchase. But the promo code for the vodka is only good on the one liter vodka bottles because that's all you're legally allowed to discount. So the one liter vodka bottles is where our promo code comes into play. Promo code USP at checkout. You get 10% off your sale on the one liter vodka bottles at statesidevodka.com. Must be 21 or older to purchase. And please, guys. <laughs> Please drink responsibly. Shout out to Stateside Vodka for hopping on board with us. But Dylan, let's get into it. The first episode starts off with uh, Wanda and Vision fresh off of getting married, driving down the road. Uh, They've got the cans tied to the car like that old school (laughs) vibe. And, uh, you know, people waving at them and everything. And Vision still has his robot face, so he's hiding his face with his hat. Um, And it's kind of like this old school sitcom neighborhood they pull up and 
Uh, they're inside. They're in their wedding attire. Just very cool vintage classic vibes to kick off the brand yeah. new Phase 4 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Definitely cool vibes. I mean, it literally feels like you're in the 50s or the 60s. Like, you, you teleport it back. You know, you feel you feel those vibes. Um, it's in black and white, mind you. So, literally, <laughs> whether or not you're feeling the vibe, it's like you're watching that. And even some of the resolution, like you've noticed it, the, the camera work, it's made to look somewhat dated in certain scenes. Like, it's not high, high res. It's black and white, and it looks it looks the part. And they're, they're they're even talking cheesy, like like of that of a yes. of a fifties or a sixties sitcom, like so much cheesy. People people are uh, on online. I've seen them like complaining about how cheesy it is, and I'm like, that's the whole point. Like, you know, they're making fun of that, but also paying you know homage to the fact that that's how they talked in those sitcoms. It was it was like funny but cheesy all at the same time. Yes. So they moved to a town known as Westview. Uh, and it is located in New Jersey. I don't know if you caught that. Uh, I saw they, that. When they pull up to the house that they purchased, uh, the the area code on the phone number is a 732 area code, which for everybody that's a New Jersey listener of our podcast, we are from New Jersey. So nice little hat tip to uh, our home state. But that is North Jersey, which is interesting because, you know, there's ties to New York and where, you know, these labs were and everything. So curious to see if that is part of what one of our theories is as we i do go have along a theory here. i do have a theory about the new jersey part but i'll try to save that for later yeah we will definitely get into our our theories for each episode into different yes. pieces as we go along so definitely buckle in um as they attempt to blend in despite vision being an android and wanda having telekinetic abilities one day they notice that there's a heart written on the calendar um, as Wanda is in the kitchen, you know, kind of cleaning things up and, uh, she hints at, you know, a flying saucer, which I don't know if you picked up on that either. Yeah. I, I saw <laughs> a lot of, you know, spatial intergalactic, you know, type of hints at things that, uh, get revealed later on in this episode as well. Uh, and it breaks, uh, on vision's head and they kind of go back and forth with some jokes and it's, you know, her saying that Vision has an indestructible head, which if we <laughs> all sadly remember back to Infinity War, that is not the case with Vision. Uh, yeah, and for everybody, too, WandaVision, all of the events of this show and all of the shows that will be coming out on Disney Plus take place after Avengers Endgame. So put that in perspective when you're watching that all this is going on after the events of Avengers Endgame. Uh, so there's a heart written on the calendar. They have no clue what it's for. Uh, and while Vision is at his job at a computational service uh, joint where he is just breezing through. Yeah, on those he's things. making easy work. <laughs> Dude, if, if we could get Vision in here as a blogger, we would be on top of things 1,000%. Uh, Wanda decides that the heart represents their anniversary and their neighbor Agnes introduces herself to Wanda and helps her prepare to celebrate the night. Agnes is going to be a big time player throughout this series. Um, if you're watching along with us, we didn't give a spoiler alert because if you're listening to the podcast, we assume you've already watched episodes one and two of WandaVision, but Agnes definitely gives off those like, She's trying to blend in, but she's trying too hard to blend in vibes. Yes, uh, very much so. And that's not a spoiler. Like, well, it is a spoiler, but you know what I mean? Like Kyle said, you know, if you're listening, you've seen it. But yeah, Agnes, without even talking about the episode, just from 
listening to her talk for like five minutes in the show, you just get an uneasy feeling. Like it's cringe on purpose. She's supposed to be that like annoying neighbor character, which is it, definitely a trope and like perfectly sitcom. like put on display too. Like that annoying like neighborly vibe from those old time sitcoms that even lead into like the eighties mm-hmm. with Kimmy Gibbler in Full House. Like, yeah. It is exactly, a constant exactly. trend in these like family sitcom type shows. It's a great as a great analogy, but as you keep watching the episode, you realize that she just keeps popping up weird at weird times. Yes, and she just there's a couple of things we'll talk about in a little bit with the episode, but yeah, she just displays behavior that you pick it up. She's constantly sassy too. Like I mean, which is. It's fun because she's playing the, like I said, the annoying, like, funny neighbor. But some of the quips she uses are, like, showing what Kyle said, that, like, she's almost, like, cognitive. Too, I mean, we'll explain that in a second in a little bit. But too cognitive for, like, the direction the show is going. Right. The other people in the show. And, you know, her realizing that it's their anniversary and everything kind of plays into my my Triple H theory, and that is not a nod to the wrestler Triple H, but shout out Triple H anyway. Uh, my first H is obviously that these two, Wanda and Vision, are heroes. Uh, and my second H is that these two are beyond horny. This show is so horny, dude. Like, <laughs> the phone call that they had with each other while Vision's at work and Wanda's yeah, at home with Agnes. Tension. <laughs> and, you know, Vision thinks that the heart stands for... He's got dinner with his boss, who's Mr. Heart. Uh, and it was, like, uh, just an abbreviation of sorts. And they're on the phone, have no idea what they're talking about. Kind of very classic, like, Honeymooners vibes I got from this little uh, exchange from these two. And, you know, Vision goes, you know... I still get a little bit tongue-tied, and Wanda's like, this, after all this time? And I was like, you horny sons of guns. Um, (laughs) But that whole exchange and everything, super horny. They are feeling each other, and it it escalates even more once Vision gets home. uh, It definitely does. It definitely escalates more. But yes, it's very very good uh, to note that there is definitely sexual tension between uh wanda and vision and that's something that might play off even later past the first episode so what did you think of homeboy that got fired for not putting on a great display for mr and mrs hart guy with the mustache that had his things in the box and was like yeah things didn't turn out so great for him he has the best one-liners in this entire show yeah, he's he's the textbook like um like I don't, I don't want to say village idiot, but you know what I mean? Like that that's pretty much what I got like the comedian, you know, like the clown in the room. Like he's the comedic relief. He is awesome. Yeah, he was very funny. Um and just and we realized later on who he's married to. Uh and you know, he was like going through all these things. He's like, "Yeah, I thought a five-course meal was plenty. You know, I thought it was enough and I got a string quartet and I wore a turtleneck <laughs> like just like he went above and beyond to impress this guy and he was not impressed whatsoever. So Vision's freaking out. Uh, and as they get set to uh, host everything, Agnes is over at the house with Wanda breaking down all the things that like she needs to make for dinner and all of these things. And uh, Wanda also turns chicken from raw to burnt and then into eggs which was kind of interesting because you think one chicken one egg but yeah it was also a callback to the beginning of the episode 
which we'll get into as well. Um, but they show up at the house and Wanda walks down in this very, you know, sexy wardrobe for vision and does the like, Oh, guess who with her eyes, co- with her hands covering her boss's eyes, boss. thinking it's vision. And, uh, <laughs> they, they're like, what, what is this? And the sexual tension continues to build between Wanda and vision is like, what are you wearing? <laughs> it's like Vision, calm down, buddy. Calm down. It's okay. You're a robot. Um, and I don't know, man. Acting pretty sus. No. It also they played into the the time period where, you know, I didn't tell you my wife was from Europe. She's European. It's a, you know, it's their way yeah. of greeting each other. And they believed it. And uh, Mr. Art was like, "Oh, we don't break bread with Bolsheviks," and uh, it just played okay, two times. So that's important by the way because the episode i think with episode one or in, in general they made several russian references and jokes yep. which could be could be ties to the fact that she's from like a uh is it a real country or a made-up country she's from um, made-up country right I either way it's made up but either way either way it's presumed to be a slavic country because she had like a russian accent it's and- Sir- Sirkovia, i think it is Yes. So um, she had like an accent and then lost it. So my point is it could be a callback to her heritage. Absolutely. Or it could be foreshadowing at maybe whatever goes going on because it's just weird. It's weird him using that joke and then Vision says something later that's like a really weird joke. And mm-hmm. it doesn't, it's not like it's funny, but it's like random. You know what I mean? You obviously know what I'm talking about. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. It's just, you put them together, it's like, huh, maybe it's something. It's like, ah, oh, more context clues. Yes. Um, and also throughout this episode, we also got a commercial, which I thought we paid to not have commercials on our streaming services. I thought Disney it was Plus. a co- commercial commercial for a second. <laughs> they did like, a really good hell? job of transitioning it. And it was a the episode one commercial uh, was a Stark Industries Toastmate 2000 toaster oven. Now, this is important for a lot of reasons. And we also saw another commercial in episode two. So I'm assuming we're going to see more commercials quote-unquote, throughout each episode of WandaVision um, because they're kind of callbacks to Wanda's memories. And this first one, Stark Industries, if you remember, Wanda and her brother in the movies were not fans of Tony Stark or Mr. Stark or anything Stark. Um, And this is kind of the first hint of color we also got in this episode with that light on the toaster when it blinks being red, which is also kind of like foreshadowing to Scarlet Witch, red, her costume, all of that. Um, and then Dylan and I were talking before we started recording. If you go back, because what I do for every show we watch, I go back and watch it twice because there's obviously things we're going to miss on. And when I watched it again, I listened carefully because I was like, at first, the first watch hearing the beep, I thought the toaster was going to explode. because It sounded like it, It gave it? you, like, that detonating noise. Wait, well, it, it paused, like, the toaster's in the yeah. oven, and it was like... I thought it was just gonna go boom, and I was like, okay, cool, it didn't go boom. But when I went back and listened, it sounded familiar for a reason. The build-up is the same noise that Iron Man's hand blaster makes. Which is very important. It's a callback. It's something in Wanda's mind. And the toaster kind of looked 
like an early you know, a toaster style, obviously. It looked like a toaster, but it looked like an early Iron Man suit. Oh, it could be a callback to Ultron, too. Yes, that is. Well. I was talking about that right now. You're, that you're is also part it. of one of my theories. So, and I, I was like, definitely silver. Yeah, silver, old Stark. So these commercials are going to play a big part, I think, throughout. I the think entirety. they're going to be. I agree with you. I think they're going to be like possibly the biggest foreshadowing or Easter eggs the show has to give. Because outside the commercial and like, if you, I don't want to say cheated, but if you look up the, the casting list and already knew about the characters. There's only so much the show's given you, which is great. Yes. It's keeping you guessing. But the commercials definitely like definitely are huge Easter eggs and or hints. Yeah, definitely. And like if you've gotten this far in the episode, we've we've kind of started to assume that Westview is the internal mind of Wanda. I think the best the best realization you finally well, other reasons vision's dead so that's a good that's yeah, a, that's a that is initial giveaway initial dead giveaway no pun the intended boss there. the boss choking and kitty from the 70s show just saying how stop it how stoked were you to see kitty from that 70s show oh she killed this? it i was hoping red popped up she, she made better husband she is a, a rock uh, star she made red the husband uh no um her repeatedly saying well, stop it right yeah stop it stop it like a broken record and he's yeah. choking and you know it's fake, and it also plays on the sitcom because they they, they messed up so bad with dinner. We, we, we glanced over the fact that they were doing the awkward stalling, you know, textbook like, oh yeah. They, they, he, he literally, the boss was choking to death. He wakes up and goes, "Up, oh, it's about that time." Yep, you're in and for it was a like big promotion. You're, you're in for a big promotion, and then Kitty giggles and sees a lobster in the door. And, and goes, I think ha! that is an important thing too, as we we. Once we get into episode two, there's another similar aspect to what happened there that happens in episode two. Um, but yeah, they screwed up dinner big time. Uh, <laughs> Vision starts singing Yakety Yak, which I think is great. That is a song that is a callback to my childhood from watching it's just great. the yes. Muppets, uh, the music Muppet videos. That song was always in there. And then they start singing Old MacDonald just sensational like comedic relief there as wanda tries to figure out dinner it's uh, cool seeing paul bettany in that in that role yeah to seeing him also be able to play vision and himself like you know being disguised as a and uh wanda also gives the call back to early in episode one with dinner as it's breakfast for dinner because to kick off the episode she asks vision hey how do you feel about you know, eggs, waffles, silver dollar pancakes, bacon, and all this. And he's like, I say, I don't eat food, uh, which yeah. is just hilarious. And she said, oh, that explains why the refrigerator is empty. Um, so call back right early to the episode. She makes something that was on her mind. Haha. Um, but like uh, you said, yeah, they were choking. And it was like Wanda and Vision were looking at each other and just like time was frozen. And it didn't. It wasn't like the things that were going on were actually going on. It was the same expression that if anyone listening, if you ever seen or haven't seen, please watch it before I say. So if you haven't seen it, go watch Truman Show with Jim Carrey, yes. phenomenal movie. But okay, I'll wait a second. All right. Um. So the the reactions, it's the same thing. It's like the realization that like they both realize like is this reality that we're going? Like, you know, like what are we experiencing right now? Like this is an out of body experience. Like is this fake? Is this real? Like why is this? Why is the lady like chanting? Why why is he choking? And you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and they both like, had like a. Ugh. 
it was almost like Wanda was coming to her senses and was like, is this real? Like, and then the way she told Vision to help him was so very, like, drill sergeant-esque. Like, Vision, help him. And yes, he was, like, on command. So that also stuck out to me both times I watched. Um, yeah, by the way, he literally shoves his hand in the man's yeah, throat. reveals like, his powers, and it's like nothing and, was... Yeah, so that's the that's another the whole sequence like i said the 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 peace day resistance to this is not normal i mean you obviously didn't think it was normal but that's just literally was a selling point that whatever's happening is not yeah and agnes also shows up before dinner is served um to deliver a pineapple for the upside down cake that allegedly is on the menu i don't know if you caught it but when wanda is like closing the door it's almost like she's trying to shelter vision from agnes and as the door is closing if you go and watch it slowly agnes's hand like makes like this movement of kind of like going up and looks like she's about to like it's similar to episode two which we'll get into when wanda kind of surveys vision's body to get the gum out of his body it was a very similar hand motion which is very telling to who a lot of people are speculating Agnes is, and that is Agatha Harkness from the Marvel comics, who is the kind of the counterpart to uh, the Scarlet Witch, and she serves Mephisto, who is the big bad of the WandaVision kind of arc of the Marvel universe in the comics. Yeah, um, definitely think that she is that. I mean, there's no, I think if you watch this far, you have, come to your senses that agnes is definitely evil she is a um, looney tune <laughs> and if she's if she's not evil she's the world's worst sword agent which is something that will be revealed very shortly which now so uh, either way either way she's bad at her job because we've yeah. we sniffed her out in one episode um so all the events take place wanda and vision are relieved that you know vision's boss is gone he offers the the promotion to vision after arguably the worst presentation of a night ever, which is also kind of interesting. Um, they leave and then it goes to that famous shot where Wanda and vision are next to each other on the couch pans out. There's a hexagon around them to pan out, which is very, you know, early sixties, a lot of hexagons were used, but that's going to be important. Uh, and it pans out to a TV in kind of like a control room where if you look to the left-hand side, there's two monitors of like levels that are red and green could be Wanda and vision or another person because we know vision is dead during these, these events of Wanda vision. Uh, but there's a sword logo for everybody that doesn't know what sword is. It is kind of like the counterpart to shield, um, that are, in charge of like extraterrestrials. They are the sentient weapon observation and response division, um, which everybody knows Marvel's agent of agents of shield. You have agents of sword and there are some important sword agents in the Marvel cinematic universe that we know of and that we have come to know of. Um, but before we get into breaking down sword and episode two, we're going to give you guys each and every week of WandaVision, a drink that you could sip on while you're watching the show brought to you by our friends at Stateside Vodka. 
this week, Dylan, and I found it very fitting to uh, give you guys the ingredients for the Love Potion Vodka Cocktail. Mm. Just married, Wanda and Vision. It is a red drink, and you use our friends at Stateside Vodka to make this bad boy simple ingredients. You do a third of a cup of vodka, Stateside Vodka, that is. You do a quarter cup of either peach schnapps or peach liqueur, and then one cup of either ruby red grapefruit juice, cherry juice, or raspberry juice. You mix that bad boy up, put some fruit on the rim of the glass, and you've got yourself some Love Potion Stateside Vodka Cocktail for your WandaVision viewing experience. And that's why you guys can head over to statesidevodka.com, Get the one liter vodka bottle so you get our discount with promo code USP at checkout for 10% off your order. And check out our friends at statesidevodka.com. And if you're in the area of New Jersey, Pennsylvania, they they have curbside pickup available right at the distillery. Stateside Vodka, shout out to them. Must be 21 or older to order. And like we said, please drink responsibly. We will post the ingredients and everything for the Love Potion Vodka on yes. social media at streamer s z n i might make into... one after the show <laughs> it works man and uh let's get into sword a little bit before we move on to gotcha. episode two so like we said they they are you know they document everything with extraterrestrial which makes sense with wanda because she has the ability to kind of summon and create from different realities based on her powers, based on the essences of the infinity stones being in the world. It makes sense that sword is looking after Wanda right now. Yeah. I think it's, there's several theories and we can kind of talk about this now because we've discussed the first episode. And at this point, if you watched it, you probably also been trying to think what the hell is going on. And I think Kyle said there's a possibility that literally everything she's seeing is just in her own head and sword is like kind of keeping her there, like monitoring her. Like there might not actually be a quote unquote bad guy. Like, like, I mean the Agnes lady possibly, but they're also, it could literally just be her like imagination playing tricks in her and like they're keeping tabs in her similar to how Nick Fury kept Captain America locked in a room with yeah. a baseball game playing on repeat. Like don't 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 gatekeep and act like the the shields would, wouldn't you know or sword wouldn't do something like that. And there's that. speculation that Nick Fury is part of Sword as well. Yes, I mean the dude's part of every secret organization. Yeah. He's got a, he's got an eye patch. I mean he's pretty is he guaranteed <laughs> You're guaranteed but, um, access to every organization with an eye patch. Probably part of the secret pirate society too. Uh, Pirates as just of the Caribbean. Um, <laughs> yeah, really wrong no, cinematic but, um, universe. <laughs> She's she's literally one of the most powerful Avengers, and it's not really done to justice in the MCU. I'll be honest; like it's hinted at, and you see mm-hmm. her like you know toe against Thanos uh, a little bit, and you see her like do some crazy stuff. But kind of tries to hide it in the MCU. That and I just feel like they don't. The MCU shies away from making certain characters OP because like Thor is supposed to be also one of the strongest Avengers, and yet he is in the MCU, but he could have been even stronger. You know, same thing with which the Hulk. I, think I think we'll get even more of now that we're in Phase Four and we know one of the big yes. movies is going to be about Thor, and I think WandaVision is going to be the tell-all of how powerful Wanda truly is. And that's what I'm excited about because she really she's she's a witch. I mean, and yeah. she's, she's magic. Like literally, can 
make Kyle and I believe that we're watching the Phillies and Flyers win trophies year in and year out for like the rest of our lives, and we wouldn't know none the wiser. Want, please. <laughs> yeah, actually, can you hit me up, like <laughs> Olsen, please? Yeah, it's false reality. She got some move stuff. She has like telekinetic, like you know what I mean? Like that was our first introduction to her in the MCU. She was levitating things in that cell she was in. Makes sense because her papa likes to levitate things too with his powers. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, if he somehow makes a cameo in this, I will scream. <laughs> so, the known sword agents are Jimmy Woo from the Ant Man movies. Yes. Um, known member of sword and a lot of people are speculating in episode two the voice that comes through the radio is jimmy woo um and then one important character that we have to pay attention to is geraldine because that is definitely not that's not her name (laughs) uh no. Hi, I'm Gerald Dean. Because <laughs> the pause she had thinking of that name gave that away dead shot. She also, and we'll talk about it, she also looked how everyone else was kind of in like the 50s, 60s trance. Like, uh, you know, this is about. She was like, oh, I'm not even sure why I'm here. Like, ma- yeah. making small talk. You know, that was just. Had no idea why she was there. Uh, her character, that is Monica Rambeau. If you remember from the MCU. A little bit smaller last time you saw her. Yes. Remember back to Captain Marvel and you'll remember Monica Rambeau, who is a known, you know, we we know she was a member of S.W.O.R.D. But that makes sense because Captain Marvel took place in the 90s, right? I believe so. So she would be a bigger lady, a a woman at this point. Yes. Um, And then the other one that Dylan and I have discovered during our research Kicks back to the early days of the MCU. Yo, we're talking, we're talking, we're talking. I'm like, I was, I had hair back then. That's a while ago. <laughs> and that is Darcy Lewis. Um, known from the first Thor movie and known from uh, the TV show um, Two Broke Girls. Two, two, yeah, it's actually a good show. I love that show. She's hilarious. Um, and it's now coming to light that. She is a sword agent. It was supposed to be in Thor, but it was a deleted scene. And now we know three key components of sword in the MCU. And it makes sense. It doubles down on the extraterrestrial thing. Because, okay, look, Rambo. <laughs> Captain Rambo. Literally, literally, her mom's best pal is an intergalactic space Takes ranger. Care of the space and everything around the Earth. Um, and as some, <laughs> some, as some people who are more comic savvy than Kyle and I know that Rambo Junior gets powers of her own in some comics. Yep. So could be seeing a new superhero on this show. Um, like going forward to the MCU. Um, also, yeah, like Kyle said, Thor, Dar- Darcy Lewis. Like those are both over nowhere. the head. <laughs> Oh, oh, and, uh, you know, Jimmy, uh, you know, Woo, okay, technically Paul Rudd and them is not out of the world, but they're able to shrink down so small they can go into a molecule and they can also, like, alter, you know what I mean? So that's And you also have the Wasp from Ant-Man and the Wasp, which we'll get into as well, because in episode two we had that beekeeper. Mm-hmm. Which gets into my third H of my Triple H theory, the hexagons. So, both of these episodes deal a lot with hexagons, the number six. Episode two kicks off with the Bewitched intro, which I thought was 
gorgeous. I love this intro, the cartoon-esque uh, type of things, and kind of a callback to the first episode when Vision says that he doesn't have a skeleton or any skeletons yes. in his closet. Good point. When he's going through the house as the cartoon in the Bewitched intro, there are bones in between the house, um, which is a, a pretty interesting touch uh, by the WandaVision writers and everything there. Um, I love this intro, but when it first shows, you know, the, the intro with the moon, there are six mm -hmm. stars around the moon. So that's another key component of the number six. Um, we're, when you first watched episode two, I don't know if you were in the same boat as me. I was fully preparing for this full episode to just be like that cartoon style. So was I. And I went back and I was like, Whoa. I was like, ah, but then I was like, all right, Aww. cool. I get it. Oh, um, we didn't. I, I love the art it. style. Yes, did the, the the I want to say. Well, no, I can say it because it's not people have seen the show. Was the helicopter? Was that episode two or one? Episode two. Okay, okay. It was I'm, right I'm in the beginning sure. of episode two, actually. So okay, because two. Okay, the, and one more thing: the the episode one we didn't talk about it when it ended. When Kyle said they showed the monitor, it showed two names like credits for like the TV show. It was like something Bigsby, Dats Bigsby, or Bags Bigsby. Yes. That, I looked that up. That was just a reference to a TV show. Those are two. Those are two TV show characters from like a fifty or sixty sitcom. So I think that was just an Easter egg in itself. The other one was Abe Brown. He was a high school student with Peter Peter Parker, um, which is weird. It was random as hell. But also in the comics, apparently that kid becomes like a mixed martial arts vigilante, the Black Tigers or something like that. And Spider Man going to be a big part of Phase Four. So they could have also indirectly, like with Rambo, hinted another like you know potential anti-hero or hero or just or this one mess with the fans. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, so this episode kicks off. They're both in separate beds, very sixties esque. Um, mm -hmm. And there's a there's Not a, for long. <laughs> there's a bump <laughs> on the window. Adds to my horny theory. Um, bump on the window. Loud noise. And they're like, what the heck is going on? Wanda's like, I'm going to check it out. Just a tree branch bumping up against the window, which I is very, very, very loud. Though. Very loud, though. Yes. It's very important that that tree that hit. Um, Groot? No. <laughs> <laughs> we are getting a Groot series in 2022. Um, then, you know, they're like, all right, we're going to push the beds together to kind of be safe. And then Wanda makes it all one bed. And uh, Vision's like, hey, Wanda, get the light. And Vision was like, Alexa, play Let's Get It On. <laughs> uh, and they get to it. And it just adds to my horny theory that these two are just incredibly horny. And I love it. It's great. It's different for Marvel. Uh, it's different for Disney. And I think it's a, a great touch. Um, and then... Episode two is very. That's where it becomes even more aware, like that you're not like it's getting weirder. There's more like instances of you know what I mean. Yeah. Um. So they prepare. They're preparing for a magic act in the neighborhood. They bring out one of those big disappearing boxes. Um. And I was like, all right, this 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 was from one of the trailers. We saw like the the magic act getting ready for everything and adding more to the horny theory. Uh. Vision's like, oh, you just gotta put your outfit on, and uh, Wanda's like, oh no, sexualized. this is the rest of your, <laughs> this is the rest of your outfit. The comedy in this is just pure gold. Um, so Wanda goes outside after uh, Vision 
is uh, preparing inside, and Wanda... And conveniently, who shows up again? Yeah, another thump is heard when Wanda is, like, adjusting the pillows and everything. She goes outside, and there's a toy helicopter that is colorized, very important, uh, and Wanda seems to be, like, coming in and out of her, in her happy space, and, like, what is this? The thump definitely the tree branch and everything it was it's there's a membrane surrounding westview and this helicopter outside of westview is definitely a normal helicopter and it has a sword logo on it red and yellow coloring i don't know if it struck you as like an iron man type thing uh to hit her a little bit her maybe. consciousness a little bit um but there it was definitely you know sword related and then, boom, to snap her back into Westview Mind, Agnes is there with a rabbit. Um, very uh, <laughs> timely, as we should say. Kind of just got her back Ex- in the moment. Extremely timely. And Which also could be a trope, because it is a thing in sitcoms. Yeah, definitely. It was definitely sitcom vibes. Um, and then the... She said, oh, I'm just here to drop off my rabbit. And it was Senior Scratches, I think it was. Yeah, she has some really weird name. Her husband's name is like Ralph, and the rabbit's name is Senior Scratches. Yeah. Um, which, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, Senior Scratchy. Um, and she says that he played Baby Jesus in the play at something <laughs> last Christmas, which is yeah, interesting like- because... Senior Scratchy, there. I saw some sort of theory video. The way that it's referred to, there's some sort of connection with that nickname and the devil, Mephisto, because we know Mephisto is the devil of the MCU and of just the Marvel comic universe. Um, so is that rabbit Mephisto? Who knows? Uh, is Ralph Mephisto more than likely? Does Ralph exist? Probably not. <laughs> I really hope that we're all overreaching and Agnes oh, is just totally. literally, li- literally a nosy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, but imagine like we nail this and it's just like from Mando Mondays when you nailed that we were going to see Luke Skywalker's school. Yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I should have put that on Twitter. I mean, I missed out with that one. I could have got. It, I could have got some. It is. It is in the podcast archives. So Dylan predicted that. So you can definitely check that out on our podcast feed. Um, but this is definitely the kind of show where I feel like they might want us to think a certain way, and then they might quietly be going a different direction. If that makes sense. That's also true. Um, because Marvel fans are comic book fans, nerds, my fellow brother and sisters. <laughs> we 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 are. We are a different breed. We we like to overanalyze everything, and we take what we get at face value. And Marvel has done a good job of hiding things, but the previous timeline, a lot of people kind of figured it out because they follow the comics. Same thing like how most people with the new timeline, like most people are insinuating Dr. Victor, you know, Dr. Doom is going to be a bad guy at some point soon again, especially with them rebranding Fantastic Four. And it makes sense because... Uh, Doctor Doom is actually more powerful than um, Thanos, arguably. So, anywho, also the Galactus and you know all that. But point is, we kind of know where they're going. But with this, like, it could be like Kyle said, it could be the literal devil of the MCU. It could just literally be what I said. Maybe it's Sword keeping her in check because she's literally a super weapon. What did or you, it could be a, a third party? What did you make of the interaction between Agnes and the mailman? 
When okay, he walked up and the mailman was in on it. She said, Oh, you know, stick him up and he's like, Whoa, don't shoot me, I'm just the messenger. The mailman's in on it. In what way? What way did you interpret? Because I had an interpretation of it. That they were like talking in code. I don't know what exactly. I haven't only watched it once, but it kind of it could reconfirm my theory that maybe she's like in a similar. Uh, I'm not saying it's a legit facility, like physical, like tangible, but maybe she's in like a created uh, thing from the government or from the bad people, like from. And then it's. I don't know because I only watched it once, but I definitely know they're in cahoots because literally you get that awkward, like, cringe vibe. I also got the vibe of, like, he's somebody, like, delivering, like, information to Wanda in a sense where, like, kind of giving those hints of, like, the the helicopter and, you know, the things that kind of click her out of being in Westview and, you know, Agnes doing the, you know, oh, stick them up. Like, I'm going to kill you if you don't get out of here. Um, that's the vibe I got from it. That's a good point. I also I also got the vibe, like, they, like maybe, like, he exchanged information from, like, the outside world with her. Agnes also checked out his ass. She did do that. <laughs> and she was like, eh, not bad. Um, because we all know Ralph is pain in the ass to her. Um, so Agnes and, Devil. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, Agnes and, uh, Wanda head down to Dottie's house, who is like the queen bad bitch of the neighborhood, kind of very sitcom-esque, you know. Bro, always she a major Karen. Total Karen vibes from Dottie. Um, but you know, in all of those like sitcoms, even up to now, like there's that one wife or mom that kind of like runs the neighborhood and then every Fucking other mom like, follows clubs. her. Yes. <laughs> um, so they go down to uh, the the talent show's planning committee meeting at like a country club type thing while Vision heads over to what seems to be the library. With the boys. To hang out with the neighborhood watch with the boys who is just like full-blown gossip hour. Uh, I would hang out with them. I'm, I'm, I'll be honest. It's pretty funny. The the jokes with the neighborhood watch just hilarious and it was like they totally thought Vision was like this loser square kind of nerd dude that like didn't fit in and then he was like oh I'll just wait here patiently until uh, new material and new stuff comes up on the books and uh, homie was like yeah we were actually just getting to new records and Vision was like oh great and then buddy was like yeah new information means another round of danish yeah so that was very funny by the way because i was, I was yeah. thinking maybe vision vision have to fake eat a donut or a danish but so what i've mentioned earlier is because is we're now at this part when what's this the boss made a joke about the bolshevik Re- revolution which is when in russia you know yep. they revolted and killed really really weird reference for a tv show like because it's on the nose communism but it's weird but then speaking of communism <laughs> Um, Vision, Vision literally calls the one guy commie. He's like, I have some gossip for you. He's Lord's a, a communist. <laughs> and then they all and laugh. I... No, but there was a pause for a second. Yes. And I and they looked like they had the, the recurring trend. They keep getting a look in the show like, whoa, is this real? And then they're like, ha, ha, ha. So I thought maybe for a second it was going to like they were going to snap. They were going to like turn that guy. And be like, yeah. He's a commie. Um, but no, I think. They've made two jokes about, or two or three references about, like, Russia and communism. Like, you know, the revolt 
they literally call Mikami. So it could be a callback to the fact, like I said, that she's from like a Scandinavian Slavic area. Yeah. So it's, but also it could be that maybe behind this is someone that's Russian, like that, like, like, you know, also from the area, like, you know, also the second commercial. Fun, fun Easter egg in this part where in episode one, I don't know if you noticed the trophy that was up on the one shelf in the, uh, the computational services office. Uh, when they say, oh, you know all those trophies that Norm brags about winning? He actually bought yeah. them at a yard sale in Hackensack. So, one, call back to New Jersey. Um, yeah. And then, two, the trophy that was on the shelf. He didn't win those in a bowling tournament. He won. The, he bought them at a yard sale, which I oh. thought was hilarious. Speaking of New Jersey, the one facility they go to when they go back in time in the endgame is in, is in New Jersey. Yes. So that's another like, oh, is this something that is familiar to her mind? And that could be where they are though, right now. Yep. Um. So going back to the planning committee meeting, they're all together and everything, and that's when we're introduced to Geraldine. Yeah, cool. Uh, <laughs> that's not her name. Monica Rambeau, and uh, also when they're at the neighborhood watch meeting, Vision. Uh, swallows some big red chewing gum. It gets caught up in his gears, which didn't know that's how things worked for him. And, yeah, I didn't know uh, that either. It was weird. But <laughs> we'll get into what that did to him in just a little bit. But at the the meeting, uh, Wanda befriends another neighbor who introduces herself as Geraldine, which we know is Monica Rambeau, and notices more strange things: a yellow and red helicopter toy uh, in the black and white world, like we referenced, and then. As the meeting goes on and everything, uh, everybody leaves and a radio is on the table and, you know, there's a song playing and somebody coming through is like, Wanda, Wanda, who's doing this to you, Wanda? And we all think that's Jimmy Woo from S.W.O.R.D. I don't know if you noticed this, but on the, the radio, the number six is missing. Yeah, I did see that. I don't know what that meant. Yeah, so that was on there. Um, and then as the radio explodes, glass in Dottie's hand cracks, breaks, and reveals red blood, which to me makes me think Dottie is somebody who's real because there's color yes. involved. And that was kind of like the signal of like, okay, this is something that's real happening to Wanda. She also hears the radio and looks at Wanda yeah. confused and say, who's that or what's that or what's happening? Who are you? type stuff and then, that's why i think it might be a real facility because the people keep giving or at least they're based upon real characters or maybe they're just literally all in a room and wanda's like giving them all a trip of their lives i don't know but like yeah there's definitely some real people and definitely some like for lack of a better term like figments of her imagination well that's vision that's the only one we can uh, assure yeah. for uh for starters that that and maybe Vision's boss and wife, because they didn't—they acted robotic yes. the entire time. Well, there's an interesting point with that, which we'll get to uh, in just a little bit too. But I definitely think Dottie's somebody that will continue to pop up. Um, because yes. then, like in the first episode, when uh, Mister Hart was choking, and then things just went back to normal, when the glass broke in Dottie's hand, she, she said was, a joke. She said that you know what's the best way to get a blood stain out of a white carpet or something like that without anybody knowing? And it's like, Joe, what are you doing to your wife? First of all, that she has to clean yeah. up blood without anybody knowing. Second of all, 
very weird that like all that stuff happened and it was just like oh i'm back to you know westview world it was a weird first quote though to say when she's back to normal like hey you want to get a blood stain out of the carpet like okay serial killer yeah it's like what is going on here uh and i believe at this point is when we cut to our next commercial um which advertises the struker watches nice watch by the way very nice watch um you know nice with the times commercial where it's like oh man is best dressed with two things his woman and his struker watch um, yeah I was, I was laughing <laughs> my ass off when i said that and then it closes in and gives us a close-up of the watch where the watch is ticking and ticking speeds up and there's a hydra logo and it says hydra flat out on the face of the watch which i think is also another point in this whole like communism trope yes. as well um, and also the watch was called struger right yeah Struker. Yeah, and the guy that guy that made like helped raise her yeah. was called Striker. <laughs> and he's the guy that like they found the the stone in Loki's staff and used it on them to unlock their powers. Um so again, another like deep dive into Wanda's mind to bring back like all of these commercials from these first two that we at least know are important memories of Wanda's. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, you can even literally interpret it like "watch out for Hydra." Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I didn't even think of that. That's a good call. That's a good call. Um, so then we come back. They're at the talent show, waiting for Vision. Vision stumbles in, and I had to rewind this at first because I was like, "What is going on?" Vision, homeboy, got drunk off some big red because that is what gum did to his gears uh, it slowed him down man it put him in he he was at the intelligence level of a tin man for wizard of oz it was almost like he uh sipped on some stateside vodka and uh yeah. thanks to the gum caught in his mechanisms he's intoxicated for the entirety of the talent show and he like tries it every whim to reveal his powers throughout this talent show he starts levitating uh, and Wanda has to kind of like cover up with her own abilities to make it look like a simple magic trick and fixes, you know, everything that Vision's trying to reveal. Now, I don't know if you noticed in the crowd, too, Mrs. Hart is in the crowd. Mr. Hart is nowhere to be found. And Mrs. Hart is sitting with Agnes. Yes. So it's like, okay. Mr. Hart, <gasps> Mrs. Hart, the devil, mm. Kitty, mm, Kitty. What are we doing? Uh, um, no, I, I, I do agree. Also, Kitty and Agnes were two of the ones that that looked the least like shooketh when yeah. like the tricks happened. Everyone else had the same um, uh, dotty reaction with the radio when he did tricks. They looked like it wasn't like a, like a usual like. <gasps> Look, it was like a whoa, what the f- like, like seeing an yeah. alien, like, like seeing an, you know, and then and Vision introduced look, everything, saying like, we're about to blow the human mind because it's so easy. To, and they you know, looked at him weird and, too. What when, yeah. when he said that, they looked at him like, what the, what are you saying, bro? And then which adds so to think, my thought of like, okay, those people might not be real. They might not be, but at the same time, they might be. Who knows? It's kind of hard to tell. Which I'm and sure also, we'll figure out as the episodes start to roll yeah. out more. And it's also could be like if it's in her brain, that could, it's her literally consciously or subconsciously fighting to be in this happy state because mm-hmm. she, maybe maybe her one subconscious that created vision wants to out herself and like yo, like you're you're not you're in a trap, you're in a dream, you're being you know you're being whatever. 
which is why Vision wanted to show himself so badly. And then her other point of view is, nah, I like it here. Like, it's peaceful for now. Yes. So they go through the entire talent show and Vision, you know, does his card trick that fails miserably. Um, And then he was kind of unhinged at that point. (laughs) Oh, my God. He was just riffing and then tries to make Wanda disappear closes the box up, taps on the box. Wanda's still on the outside, so she has to improvise. And then Geraldine, Monica Rambeau, is put into the box, comes out. She's definitely going to be an important recurring character in this show. Um, And at the end, they take a bow, and she's like, you know, one minute I was backstage, next minute I'm in a cubbyhole. How'd you do it? And Vision's like, a good magician never reveals his secrets. That's what his assistant's for. And then she's like, and I'm not talking. And uh, so, so cringe TV show moment right there. And then Geraldine, Monica Rambeau says, I thought you'd say that, um, which I thought was an interesting thing to say because we all know that she's a sword agent and it's like, Oh, she's definitely not going to talk about what's going on here. Um, so then Wanda gets the gum out of vision make sure he's good to go. His joke doesn't hit as hard with everybody because he's no longer drunk. Um, They win an award for best comedy act uh, because it's the best act that they had ever seen at the talent show for the children. Rightfully so. We didn't mention either is, you know, the, the constant, you know, cult like saying for the children, for the children, when there are children, no children to be seen uh, throughout this episode. Until they get home, uh, they sit down on their couch and everything, and you know they're they're watching TV. And Wanda says, "I think the children need some popcorn." And as she gets up, bada bing, bada boom, Wanda is now pregnant. Yeah, I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" So there are the children, and Wanda says, "Is this really happening?" And Vision's like. Yes, it is. And we all know Wanda in the comic books had two children. Um, and it was kind of Mephisto's way of getting her power from her is to, you know, have these children. And uh, that's kind of the back and forth that they have. And then they hear another noise outside and Vision's like, if it's that damn tree again. Uh, and they walk outside and then Wanda's like, I don't see anything. And then they look out and the manhole in the road starts to move. And we see a beekeeper emerge from Clearly, the Clearly, yes. That man is not obviously in the same trance as everyone else. Because the last time I checked, beekeepers don't come out of the sewer. I thought it was fucking coming out, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was, I was... It's the same thing my dad says. Like, oh, it's Pennywise. Um, bees swarming around him. And if you watch it closely, when his back is turned to Wanda and vision on the back of the bee suit. There's a sword logo on the beekeeper uniform. Yes. Um, so he emerges kind of that like hardcore look of just like, Oh shit. Like something's about to happen. And then Wanda's, you know, she's like panics and is like, no. And then, rewinds everything like a vintage videotape VHS cassette and we get back to just kisses vision her right? <laughs> asking if her being pregnant is actually happening and he says yes my love it is they kiss and then it pans out again with the hexagon um so very interesting that the hexagon was again the pan out shape and then 
it ends with Wanda, Wanda, who's who's doing this to you, Wanda? Jimmy Woo again, and everything is is colorized. You know, the second time around, second time it rewinds it. Yeah, start to get into the 1970s, and that's where I assume we will be in the next episode. But my third H is Hive, the Hive. Uh, shout out Mike Scott. Uh, so the Hive theory is these hexagons. You know, they are the shape of a, a beehive, honeycombs. The number six is the amount of sides a, a hexagon has. The beginning of episode two, the six stars around the moon in the Bewitched intro. The number six is missing from the radio that explodes. We get the beekeeper who is trying to get the honey from the beehive from the queen who is Wanda. And Wanda has her worker bees, which are Vision and all of the other, you know, neighbors and everything. It's very much like a beehive. What could the honey on. be? Could the honey be the kid? I think the honey is Wanda's powers. And gotcha. Mephisto is trying to drain Wanda of her powers because no Mephisto else can has... disguise himself, right? Because he's a devil. Yeah. What if he's Vision the entire time? That would be an interesting twist. It makes sense because Vision's also at times cognitively aware mm-hmm. that what they are, where they are, is is bad. But he also snaps back quicker than her, so it's either, like I said, it's her self projection, or it could be something else. Yeah, there's definitely a lot to unpack in these first two episodes. I was happy that it was two episodes off the cuff. I agree. It gave you a little more to go on. I think if it was only one, it would kind of leave a bad taste in viewers' mouth because of the, like I said, the first one doesn't get that weird until towards the end, and in retrospect, the second one is far crazier than the first one. So it lets you go descent into madness, so to speak. It's almost like one episode. It's like a two-part episode in a sense, but it is two episodes. Um, yeah. And, you know, throughout the first six episodes from what we've done research on, that's going to be like our timeline through the decades where we're going to go through these different American sitcoms uh, throughout the years, whether it's, you know, the Brady Bunch, Modern Family, Roseanne, the list goes on and on. There's going to be a lot of callbacks to these American sitcoms, and I'm very excited to see where they take things because seven, eight, and nine, because there are nine episodes um there are going to be that's going to be kind of the introduction of like the marvel big bad showdown type things where it's going to be like all right this is where things you know start to pop off um i've been pleasantly thrilled with the first two episodes of this show i think they've done a fantastic job the casting is really really great um and like we always do we guess the Rotten Tomatoes ratings and all that good stuff. So, Dylan, on Rotten Tomatoes, percentage rating, based on 129 reviews, what is the percentage approval rating for the first two episodes of WandaVision combined? I'm going to go a little lower. I'm going to say 80% because the internet was mixed on this puppy. So, that prediction is closer to the average rating. The overall reported approval rating is 97%. Okay. Uh, and the average rating is a seven point eight five out of ten. Okay, um, so I was on the par with that one. Then. <laughs> yeah. So the average rating around eighty percent. 
Um, the website's critical consensus reads, part loving homage to TV history, part of part off-kilter mystery, WandaVision is a wonderfully weird and strikingly bold step into the small screen for the MCU and a perfect showcase for Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany. Metacritic, uh, which uses a weighted average assigned a score of 76 out of 100 based on 37 critics, indicating generally favorable reviews. And then uh, TV Lines, Rebecca Iannucci gave the first three episodes because I'm very mad we didn't get the uh, the call for the first three. They gave a lot of the, the critics and reviewers an, an opening to the first three episodes. Um, but they said they gave it an A, calling them an intriguing, fresh, genuinely delightful deviation from what we've come to expect and yeah, praising like the performances of the cast, specifically Elizabeth Olsen. Um, she did question if the series would have been better suited releasing its episodes all at once as opposed to weekly. Um, I don't know. I, I think I like the way that they're kind of rolling them out weekly, like Disney Plus has come to you know, do with a lot of their shows. I think it's going to play well for this show and I think it's I think a lot of people are going to be skeptical of it um just because it's not like a Mandalorian type show where it's like an action thriller it's there's a lot of deep thinking with WandaVision it's a critical show it's it's like it's like an exception or like yes. a movie like that where it's kind Twilight of a mind game. yeah it's it's that's probably why it didn't get great reviews from certain viewers because some people don't like thinking when they watch stuff and it's not a knock against them it's just you want to unwind and relax yeah some some people want to be challenged. I personally like movies like this or shows like this. Um, I, I like the not happy endings all the time, and that sounds depressing, but it's true. It gets boring when girl gets guy, guy gets girl happy to be after. Like I want, I want some like I want my brain to like have to work for it. Totally, I want to have these conversations with you guys and Kyle. I, like we can all theorize right now. You can you can argue there's three or more possible outcomes of what's happening right now, and no one's none the wiser about it unless you're the critic and saw three episodes. Yeah, but you don't know. Like this is this is the fun part about being able to do a podcast about this. We can interact with people who've watched the show, and like you guys can theorize, we can theorize, come together and see if we match up. If part of your theory matches up with a different part of ours, and we can kind of combine them. Like that is the fun of like this kickoff of yeah phase four of the MCU is like it is brand new. This isn't your old Tony Stark, Steve Rogers, Thor, Hulk. You know, we kind of know what's coming. This is a brand new journey with Marvel outside of a couple, you know, tropes here and there where we know like Thor and Spider-Man are going to be part of Phase 4. But this is a brand new adventure that we're going to get in this timeline of, of Marvel. And it's it's exciting for a lot of reasons because it gives kind of the the experienced casual fans like you and I who aren't too deep into the comic book world but it gives us a chance to kind of go and do research into the comics and see if they'll match up yeah. with you know what's being put on the screen the people who grew up with the comics alone and are now watching it are have to be loving what is going on right now oh 110% dude <laughs> and I mean it, it's just gonna unravel in such a fun way and it's the best part about all of this is it's nine episodes. It's going to lead us into the beginning of March and mid March is right when the Loki series starts. And I am so excited for that one. Not knocking one division. I just love Loki. I love Tom Hilson. And also the fact that we're going to have, Oh wow. 
Owen Wilson self in the show. Yes. Just, I can't wait, dude. I'm just very excited. Marvel's going in a great direction. I think, if anything, I think the Mandalorian and the newer season of the Clone Wars and now WandaVision um, has proven that the future of potentially Marvel and maybe even Star Wars and, 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 and even, like, if you flip it, other comic book stuff, Sure, Kyle and I would like to do DC at, at one point in our life if they ever do anything. Like I, I'm I sure they're both corrected, actually. Go. After WandaVision, it is Falcon Winter Soldier. Oh, okay. Well, I'm also excited for that. But same thing, I, it, it lines up right away. Like after these nine episodes, we'll have like a two week break, and then we get right back into Marvel. And that's by that's by design. They want you to go boom, Mandalorian, boom, WandaVision, boom. You know what I mean? So, exactly. No, I'm just very excited, and uh, I'm like I was saying, I, I hope that all of them start going this avenue, like forward. I hope DC learns how to actually make stuff. And I'm sure I'll get attacked on Twitter for saying that from some DC fanboy, and I, I don't hate DC. I, 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 Kyle knows I love quite a few of their people. Um, I'm sure, but Marvel is, just knows how to piece it together. They know how to storytell. Marvel does better live action. DC does better animated movies Correct. because that's that's where their niche is. Um, also, Marvel doesn't really have video games, and DC kills it with the Batman games. So yeah. there's 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 give and take. Like I'm literally replaying the Batman games, like literally right now. Not right now, but like you know I me mean, right now. Yeah. Um. No, but it's it's. Uh, I'm very excited. Uh, for the next episode of this show and. Uh, Generally, not sure. Kyle and I literally just goofed around and talked about several theories, and we won't know who's even sniffing the right direction until next week. Yeah, I feel like we're going to be riffing like ideas and theories probably halfway into this series because of how new things are and just yeah. kind of unraveling, you know, the the baseline of you know just being in this you know c- cinema you know uh, sitcom world. And then the overarching plot of, okay, we're inside Wanda's mind. What exactly is happening? Who's doing it? You know, who is the big bad? Like, there's so much that's going to come out of this. And, like, we're going to be theorizing for the foreseeable future. So you guys can join in on the action with us. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at StreamerSZN. Inbox us your theories. DM us, tweet at us, all that good stuff. Let us know your thoughts on the first two episodes of WandaVision. You can follow myself on Twitter at KBIZZL311. You can follow Dylan at Dylan Mazzola. And you can follow Harrison, who will be joining us throughout our WandaVision and Marvel Monday series breakdowns uh, at HarryGK83. Check out the website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com. I wouldn't be shocked if we start putting up some theory blogs and everything like that. And, of course, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Oh, um, also, the lightsaber for people who are recurring oh, listeners. Yes. It was ordered, people. It's on back order. There I we should go. get it in, like, three or four weeks. Um, Let's double down. I'm not sure what Kyle and I will talk about it. But, like, if you, if you get us to a certain amount of reviews and followers, I'll buy some kind of Marvel paraphernalia. I'll, I'll buy maybe Thanos' glove or I'll buy – I don't know. Maybe I'll buy a stone and put it on my head and be vision. I'm bald, I'm bald like him. Well, no, let's, let's if we get, get 10,000 followers, Dylan will get a Mind Stone tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't put that out there because the internet is unforgivable and that might happen. It's a good thing, but it's a bad thing. No. It would be amazing. We'll think, we'll think of something. We will definitely think of something. Uh, we've got bookshelves now in the studio, so we'll definitely be adding, uh, you know, 
fun pop culture things to the shelves. Yeah, let us know what books to read. I'm sure Kyle and I would love to read comics. It's just so overwhelming. There's so much. I don't know where to start. And we've already seen major arcs on TV. Definitely. So I would definitely, yeah. Give us theories from the comics, too. And leave it in our Apple Podcast reviews. Because if you leave an Apple Podcast review, yours will get read on the show. Five stars only because we have standards. We know you do, too. We know they're five stars. Check us out, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcasts, we'll be there sooner or later if we're not on there already. And of course, like I said, follow us on social media. It's the best place to interact with us, at StreamerSZN, for all of our social content for this podcast. Very excited for the next few weeks of WandaVision, you know, next like two months essentially. That'll lead us into the month of March. And uh, I'm just super pumped. Like, this is going to be a fun run of just Marvel goodness. And it was so fun to hear the Marvel music kick off yes. at the beginning of this show for the first time since 2019. Because we didn't get anything in 2020, obviously. Um, but I don't know if you also noticed they added things from Endgame into the the opening. I saw that, yeah. It was awesome. Uh, it was very good to hear the Marvel music again. That and Star Wars, best intros of movies of all time. Epic. Well, uh, yes, yes, epic. Uh, definitely the best, too. I'm a, you know, you're, I'm a big Lord of the Rings guy, so that has good, that has good score as well. But, yeah, definitely. they're definitely, definitely two of the best. Um, so that's been a breakdown of the first two episodes of WandaVision. going to be interesting, too, to see if we just get one episode per week now or if they – incorporate a double episode drop um a lot of unprecedented things here from from marvel and disney plus so we will catch you guys next week we might have some breakdowns in between all of this because there are some shows that we promised we would break down we didn't get to them but uh make sure you check out any of our past episodes that we've broken down and uh recommend any shows or movies that we should watch along the way but every monday coming at you for the next eight or nine weeks with Marvel Mondays breaking down WandaVision, and it will continue for the Falcon and Winter Soldier, for Loki, for Hawkeye, and every Marvel show that comes out on Disney+, Plus, as well as the Black Widow movie. We will be previewing and breaking that yeah, down that's, that's whenever it eventually comes for, out. Yeah, I was going to say, when are we getting that, man? <laughs> uh, so we will definitely have breakdowns of all of that, and uh, very excited for WandaVision. I'm like in such a Marvel headspace now. That I, I can't wait for more. So. Yeah, I'm thinking about rewatching uh, the movies again, like in the, in the in the canonical order. That would be a fun thing to do for social media. Have like a watch night of the movies, and we might have to plan this for. I'm down. The foreseeable. Yeah, we'll 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 keep you guys put. That's why you gotta follow us on social media at streamer scn. But this has been Marvel Monday episode one, breaking down episodes one and two of Disney Plus and Marvel Studios' WandaVision. We will catch you guys next Monday. And until then, be good, stay good, and shout out to our sponsors, Tomahawk Shades, Manscaped, and our newest sponsor, Stateside Vodka. For Dylan, for Harrison, I'm KB. We are signing off. Peace. Yeah.